Pete, a win's got to feel pretty good for you guys. Yeah, it was a really good uh, good Sunday. Um, it was important to us to get going one, but it was important to us really to connect with the 12s and, and show that we could play good ball and light up C-Link and, and, and really show our new players what it's like and what it feels like when you play there in the regular season, and all of that happened. I think most of all, though, to, to play in the, the style that we played in was really what was ex- really rewarding. Uh, finally, to, you know, we've been talking about it. We've been trying to get it done, and we finally got in the right groove. Everybody knows what we're going to try to make uh, happen week in and week out, and now we've got to go build on it and get it again this week. When you have a game plan that goes like that, where you're able to run the ball physically like you want, you take the ball away from the opponent, and you play solid defense, does that provide a special sense of fulfillment because that is what you guys set out before the game? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And, and it's a, a clear uh, example, illustration of, of the formula. And, and it has never really changed. But at times we've had different factors that have uh, kept us from getting close to the right way to do it. And uh, We can play football with anybody when we play like that. And, and so uh, it, was really, it was really fun to see and we had a great time doing it. One of the things that's so fascinating about football is there's so many different ways to play, different styles, whether it's hurry up. You've seen a lot of different things come into the game and different styles that people play in. What's kept you committed to the style of football you guys play? Probably Vince Lombardi, you know, old-style football. Uh, the formula of, of uh, you know, 50, the big 50 number where you have uh, a combination of your, your catches, your receptions, and your rushes. You get 50 or more, you win all the time. And uh, also, you win all the time when you don't turn the ball over. Also, you win all the time when you have a plus turnover ratio. So you add those factors together, you're not going to lose. And so that was exactly what happened this week. And it's, it's really what we always shoot for. But it's really old-style thinking. It, it's uh, just the fundamentals of this game. If you run the football, then everything else fits off of that. And so... Uh, unfortunately, it, it, you just can't call the runs. you got to make first downs, and, and it's not quite that easy. And so we have to convert on third down, which we did on both sides of the football. We were really good in this game, and it made a huge difference, and we really found the rhythm we're looking for. You guys do try to innovate as well, though, within that formula. How do you balance the innovation and, and introducing new things with, with the sort of the, the, the classic attempts that you try? Yeah, well, it's, it's all part of it. You know, it isn't, it isn't just three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, there's, there's a lot of ways to move the football. There's a lot of ways to run the ball and to throw it. But we do know that when you can run it, then you can fit things off of that. And you can be really creative with your, pass, uh, your uh, play-action pass game. And you can move the QB. And we can make Russell really effective and make it hard for them to zero in on their pass rush. All of those uh, really call for the innovations of the different styles of ways that you can, you know, you can move the football. So we have seen a lot of trends over the years. And, and, uh, but this, this formula has never gotten old. And, and uh, it's a great way to play this game. There was a player that's gotten a bit of attention, Shaquem Griffin, who's been a rookie for you. He's been thrown into the fire in some cases in, in being asked to play. He's had a huge hit in that punt return, and you talk specifically about enjoying seeing that. What did that play mean mean for him, do you think? Well, we, one of the things that we're always trying to create is what we refer to as hawk energy on special teams, and that's when you make a play, you light everybody else up, you know, and, and that generates the enthusiasm, the, the excitement, and the fun and all of that. And when he, he had such a beautiful open field tackle on a really fast, shifty guy, it just was it, it was so well done and so perfectly executed that it just everybody just jumped off the bench. And you saw 15 guys or so just run around and circle him up and high-five him and the whole thing. And he just lit everybody up and the stadium as well. And so uh, everybody's pulling for him, you know, and he's a great kid and, and he, it's a great story. And to see him come through and make special plays like that just adds to it and everybody was happy for him. When you have a player that takes on a lot early on, and maybe doesn't play or ex- execute as well as he'd like. How do you get him back on track? 
Well, part of it, if, if that happened, then we probably gave them too much too soon. And so we have to try to gauge how to do that. Sometimes you can control that, and sometimes you can't. If, you know, injuries sometimes cause guys have to play, and they got to go, they got to go. But when we can, we're going to try to always kind of manage the, the progress that the, the young guy makes. We try to help him be successful early and then add to, you know, the demands of the job as we go. When we can do that, then we can really create a really effective player by mid-year, and he can be like a starter for us. But if you overload him, it, could, it can set him back some, and then he's, he's kind of wondering, he's guessing, if, am I right, am I wrong, how am I going to get this done? And you, you create the doubt and the questions that, that, that we have to re, reestablish the, the confidence in. So, so we back up a little bit, and we, we slow down the process when we can, and, and we, we, we're happy to not have him playing right now on, on a regular basis to kind of work him back in so that he can get a great feel for it. He might not see it that way because he wants to play, but that's the way that you help young people progress. You give them a chance to be successful early, and then you add to the demands of the job. Doug Baldwin's been practicing this week. He, he talked on Thursday to reporters. He's obviously very excited to get back out there. What have you seen from Doug this week? He looked great. He looked great. He was explosive. Uh, the suddenness that we have come to love in his, in his play was there. Caught the ball great. You could s- just feel he and Russ hooking up uh, on different stuff. Russ was so confident throwing him the football on his routes. So uh, we're really excited for him to play in, in, in playing this game. He's been such a great performer for you through the years. It's hard to remember. Back in 2011, he came to you as an undrafted rookie and someone. What's allowed him to become such a mainstay here for you guys? It's totally his 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 grit. You know, he's got it all. He's got this tremendous passion. He's got this uh, this amazing uh, you know connection to the game, the passion for the game, and his ability to to hang tough and fight through and take the challenges on always thinking he's going to win i mean he never doesn't think he's going to like like you know he's just a great warrior and and in that he's found his way to create his game and his style of play that, that we've you know we've come to love but way back when when he didn't have that established it was just him battling and, gr- and just grinding day after day after day and it, there was nothing ever too big for him even when we didn't know it he was trying to tell us and he had this big chip on his shoulder that was just awesome and uh, he's really been right at the heart of this whole approach for years he's been here a while this is his eighth season what does experience allow him to do now that he's seen so much well add to his this great quickness that he still has um, and the suddenness that he has uh, he now sees things better than he ever did and he can anticipate and he knows the game well enough and he he, he can he can anticipate that things are going to happen you know before they occur and so it just gives him that extra bit of suddenness and, and he's a step ahead of people that's what he beats guys badly you know, when, you know a lot of times and it's not just his quickness it's his anticipation and his knowledge of what's going to happen and what's going on you, you couple that with a guy who's grown up with him and Russell they really see things and boy they can really get going sometimes anybody that's followed this team and over the past couple months knows that there's been some uncertainty with with Earl Thomas and missing training camp and practice and not to ask you what's going on with him this week but I think there's an opportunity to kind of look at how you've handled things as a coach when you've as a manager I think there's managers out there that know when you have a highly productive really passionate employee and for whatever reason things get out of step and things there's some some tension or whatever word you want to put on it from a coach's perspective how do you keep guys like that in in the fold within within the framework of your team um well you know i'm kind of glad you asked him because i know there's a lot of questions and people want to know you know how are we doing it are we turning our back and just letting him run the run the, the place we're not doing that at all we have really high standards and expectations for how our guys have to be part of this program 
but we don't always share it with everybody because we don't need to. And but I'd like that our guys, people, to know that we're all over it. And because of the background that Earl and I have working together, and my really intimate knowledge of what he's all about and what he's like, and you know how he works and what he needs and all that, and he knows me too. We we can work through anything, and we just did, and we've made it to this point where he's he's performing beautifully he's practicing hard he's focusing and studying he's having a blast with his teammates I mean just look at the film last week how much fun he was having on the field he was it was just the the, the epitome of joy on the field and uh, you know I, I know the wonder that everybody wants to know what you know how come you don't spank him you know or whatever you know we got our ways and and we've we've dealt with it I think in a manner that d demonstrates respect for him but also respect for just our, our club and so uh, that's important I, I don't care if everybody knows how we do it or how it gets done but it's really what I would share with you is it's done on a personal basis because we spent so much time developing relationships that matter so much we can work through anything and that's really what we just did and and, uh, and so we'll, we'll go one week at a time and keep working forward I'm, I'm just so excited that he's playing the way he's playing it's so important to him to, to contribute in that way and, and be such a big factor and now we're going to work hard to keep him up there you know and keep him on it and uh, we're seeing eye to eye we're working together fine and, and all the all the while he still has concerns on the business side of things, and, and I totally understand that and respect that, and I think he knows that. And, and uh, so we're, we're, let's go to this game and kick some butt and have, have fun next week too. You use the word relationships, and I think that's probably something that gets to the heart of it. I've heard you describe your style as a relationship-based coaching. What does that mean? Well, that the people matter and, and, and how they, not just that I know the people matter, but really how they need to be understood and received and dealt with and, and challenged and, and all that. It, it takes time to work your way through that. And the only way to do that is to develop relationship with them. You have to look, watch, listen, care, love them up, uh, kick them in the butt. You got to do everything. But it's, it's based on the fact that we're going to invest our side of it to understand them so that we can bring out their best. And it's really hard to... You're going to luck out when you bring out somebody's best if you don't know them. If you figure them out, you, you know what's important to them, you know what makes them tick, you know what they want and what, what, how they want things to go, then you can work with them and help them feel comfortable in, in, in our culture and, and feel connected in our culture and be willing to give everything they have back to the culture because we care so much about them. That's really what, what where the relationship-based thought comes from. And, and uh, you know, I can't tell you, you know, where this came from way back in the day, but this is just the way we've been doing it for a lot of time, a lot of years. I do understand it way better now, and, and I, I realize that we're always just dedicated to helping people find their best, and that's what it's all about. One of the things that's most fascinating to me in watching your coaching style is that that probably flies in the face of a lot of the mythology of, of football coaches being top-down, almost militaristic in, in the way that orders are passed around and, and handed down. Do you think you get more out of players with a relationship-based approach? Yeah, I w if you go back, I would call it like authoritarian approach, you know. Yeah, yeah and uh, I absolutely am, am full of the thought that we can reach deeper and ask for more and expect expect them to find stuff that maybe they didn't even think they had because we, we're digging in to figure out their soul and figure out what they have to offer even when maybe they don't know it. And so... Uh, I've always felt like, like this is this gives us a chance to find the best. I'll give you an example. Go back to the old militaristic ways, authoritarian ways of you know raising everybody up in the army, and they're all grunts, and they shave their head, and they make them all look the same, they yell at them, scream at them, and they, they get them in a position where they can control their performance, but they don't ask for them to perform at a high level. 
when you go to special forces units, they're not like that. They're going to try to dig into every guy. They're going to challenge him. They're going to push him. But they're also going to figure out how they can draw out of them the extraordinary, unique, special characteristics that they may offer to the group. And that's and therefore you can ask for their highest ability to perform. Well, that, that's that's kind of how I've seen it over the years. And so that's really what we're trying to figure out, a way to do that. And it never ends. We're competing to figure that out every single day go down to Arizona this weekend, a place where you have a yearly visit. What do you expect from the Cardinals? Well, there's some unknown because of the change of the quarterback. We know that their defense is going to play really aggressive and tough. They're really hard to run the ball at. They're just hard to deal with because they they are so aggressive. So we have to handle that well and and maintain our poise and, and execute in the face of that one. The next thing we have to do is figure out how they're going to balance out their attack. They've got two really good running backs. Uh, you know, th- these guys are as good as we face anywhere. So, uh, with with that thought, how are they going to mix it with the young QB? You know, they have not had real good balance in their offense so far because of they've been behind some. So uh, we're anxious to see what they do. Do they mix the run in the pass, try to make it easier on the cube to, to, to enter into his first start ever, or do they just cut him loose? He's got the kind of a skill and in, in, in arm that they could expect he can throw everything. He's really talented. So we don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. So we go play base de- defense, figure it out, adapt during the game, and, and uh, try to make the right adjustments so that we can play him well. You saw Bobby Wagner get back after missing game two. Man, he makes a difference. What a fast yeah, linebacker. Yeah, it, it's, it's more than just his running and hitting. You know, it's, it's all that he adds, the confidence he instills in the other players. He helps other people play well. Uh, he's a great performer. Uh, he's just a studly football player in general. But it's more than that. It's, it's, it's kind of the leadership and the attitude and the communication that helps other guys play well around him. Pete, best of luck. We look forward to watching you this weekend. Okay, can't wait to see the 12s down in the desert again. They always show out so well. It's going to be great. They do make a trip down there. Thanks, Pete.